the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Hour number two underway in 10 minutes past 10 o'clock. Thank you for being with us on AM 1420. The answer for this free-for-all Friday, which is the 12th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. And uh, we're going to make it free-for-all, particularly for the next 30 minutes, because uh, we've got another guest coming up at 1035, when it will be one of our favorite pundits and commentators. Uh, we're going to talk to Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative, as we do each and every Friday, about the lead story of the day, which we covered, obviously, during the opening monologue. And that is the fact that it wasn't the NSBA, the National School Board Association, requesting for protection against these domestic terrorist parents. Or at least it wasn't just the F, uh, NSBA. Turns out, according to an email chain that has been discovered, they've been coordinating for weeks with the White House. The White House wanted this letter to be sent so they would have a complaint and a reason and an excuse to sick the FBI on parents who were trying to sink the agenda of the indoctrinators. That's just the reality of it. So Christina Hagan will have thoughts on that coming up at 10.35. For this half hour, as I said, open lines. It is a free-for-all Friday, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. A ton of people on hold already want to react to the interview that I just did with Dr. Schaffner. Dr. William Schaffner, I was led to believe, was going to be a doctor who is telling us about the dangers of injecting kids with an unproven, untested toxin like the Pfizer shot that has been given emergency use authorization for a population that is not in an emergency setting. Uh, that was what I was led to believe. Turns out Dr. Schaffner came on with an intention of trying to promote vaccines for, ki- for kids the COVID vaccine, the big pharma profit shot, and to promote mandates for adults. said he has no problem with mandates. He's mandated to get it because he's in the medical field. So everybody else should be mandated to get it as well. Never mind the absurdity of that. 
fact of the matter is, I was duped. I have no, no problem uh, telling you that, admitting that. I was duped. I came into the interview singing this man's praises, expecting one thing, and then come to find out there's nothing to praise here. There is only something here to question and to, quite frankly, frankly, fight. If you missed the fight, if you missed that interview with Dr. William Schaffner that I just had last half hour, I cannot advise you strongly enough to find it on our webpage, whkradio.com. I'm told that the podcast has already been uploaded for hour number one. Try not to listen to it right now because I want to hear from you. But listen to it when we're done at the end of the show, maybe at noon or, or 11 or noon or something like that. But you're going to want to hear it. Um, and, and the end of the interview is unlike anyone I think I've ever done before. I felt like Tom Cotton talking to Merrick Garland at the Senate committee hearing in which he said, you should resign in disgrace to, to Merrick Garland, the attorney general. I ended the interview by telling this physician that he should surrender his medical license. Uh, yeah, it got like that. So if you didn't hear it, go ahead and listen to it. Conrad, Middleburg Heights, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Conrad. Go ahead, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm retired after 42 years in the practice of family medicine and emergency medicine. So the first thing I can say is that for any physician to say that any treatment that we give has no long-term side effects at all, either he's a liar or he's never practiced medicine. Everything that we do has potential risks, some more than others. Mm -hmm. Second, you're absolutely right that we do know nothing about the long-term effects of these shots for adults alone, for children. Right. And when he brought up the thing about polio and measles and so on, yeah, we hardly ever see cases of those now because we vaccinate. But not only have those vaccines been tested over years and we know what to expect, but before they came into use, polio and measles and those diseases caused many, many more serious illnesses and deaths than this COVID virus does to children. So you know, that's a, part, is, that's a part that I kind of neglected to say. You're right, of course, and I have said it on the air many times. Uh, but that's, yeah. that's a big part of this. You know, when, when they mandated vaccines for those things because they were killing people in an extraordinary rate, the mortality rate and the severe injury rate, particularly as it pertains to polio, was very, very high. When you're talking oh, about yeah. this, this particular virus, the mortality rate is extraordinarily low, and uh, that should be all of the difference to a physician who's actually interested in health here. Yeah, the, the children's hospitals used to have whole wards of iron lungs uh, for these kids who had polio. So uh, you can't you can you can look statistically whether something is quote safe or quote effective. But the other question is, is it necessary? And if I had if I were still in practice and a, a family came to me with a healthy child, I would say I don't think it's necessary. To, to even consider taking a risk, which we can't quantify because we don't know. Um, and the last thing I would just suggest is maybe it would be interesting for somebody to look into the funding behind this organization that Dr. Schaffner is from. Because, you know, there are a lot of these so-called nonprofits that are really fronts for pharmaceuticals or other big, big businesses. Maybe his is one of them. 
that is such a brilliant point. Um, you're right. You have to follow the, the dollars. We all know uh, that Pfizer makes sizable contributions to a number of, of uh, uh, research organizations and clinics and so on and so forth. And to think that that doesn't impact uh, the decisions that are made and some of the research that is uh, put out or the results that are put out is, is naive at best. Doctor, I'm so glad that you called to say that, um, and and also to point out the fact that, you know, you would recommend to a, a family with a child that is perfectly healthy that no, this is not necessary. Don't do this. Um, that's what all of us have been asking for adults as well. Instead of a mandate, and sorry about that. Instead of a mandate, um, why not do what they advise people to do on every drug commercial, which is see your doctor, find out if this drug for this potential problem or this problem is right for you. It, it, it's not right for everybody. And if you've already had COVID exactly. and have, and you already have antibodies and, and natural immunity, I'm quite sure most doctors would say, no, this is not necessary for you. Uh, you know, and, and exactly. Whatever happened to practicing medicine on a patient-by-patient basis? How on earth can we do one-size-fits-all for five-year-olds and 85-year-olds and every every age and every condition in between? Well, follow, like you said, follow the dollars and you'll find out. Doc, uh, doctor, I'm going to call you doctor. You called in as Conrad because you're a retired physician, but I'm going to call you doctor because I respect that very much, and I thank you so much for calling. Well, thank you for taking the call. Take yes, care. sir. Yeah, see, now this is a doctor that believes in health. This is a doctor that believes in medicine. This is a doctor that believes in research. This is a doctor that understands vaccinations, doctor that understands the need for a vaccination and for perhaps uh, a strong push, if not an outright mandate. When you have something that is killing people to the tune of a 30 40% mortality rate or higher, yeah, you pretty much better tell the population, you know, we're in serious, serious trouble here. You might want to think about this. But when you're talking about something that is mortal and lethal and fatal for less than one half of 1% of healthy people, and that means people not with comorbidities, but healthy people, uh, mandates make no sense. See your doctor. Find out if this is right for you. And I would go and see Dr. Conrad. Um, Abraham, in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go right ahead. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. I've been listening to your show. For the past five years, um, I'm especially uh, very impressed with the way that you confronted this doctor, and I couldn't do a thing like what you did. I'm especially very sharp against uh, all vaccines, especially this one. Um, if he would have been uh, saying the truth, he wouldn't have continuously interrupted you and uh, the, the very fact that he uh, never answered you straight, had he been saying the truth the whole time, he would have answered you straight of all your, your questions. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, the interview would have gone much better had he said, no, we don't really know what's going to happen to people who take this now, particularly to children in five years, because five years hasn't gone by yet. We don't know what's going to happen to children in 10 years, because if he had just admitted that to me, I would have been much more receptive to the rest of what he had to say. But when you refuse to answer that basic question, then obviously you have an agenda. He's going on radio programs, being promoted by his publicist with an agenda, and, uh, like I said, a misleading agenda at 
at that. I had no idea that I was going to go on, uh, be on the air with a with a pro mandate physician. I had to pivot very quickly. Yeah, and um, I already had COVID twice. Uh, I obviously have a natural immunity, so I'm very uh, want to be asking this kind of uh, question. Um, why there was no vaccine mandates for the regular vaccines, and this one has been shoved down our throat, bringing back communism in the fo- uh, with the epidemic of COVID as as an excuse. Basically, this is what they did in communist Russia, where they sh- shot down uh, places of worship, churches and synagogues, etc., with the excuse of health. Like, um, the very beginning of communi- uh, communism. In my hometown, Melbourne, Australia, uh, I never imagined uh, that Australia would be become the most communist country with these COVID restrictions. I read up stories from there all the time. Yeah. We've seen newscasts many times about what's happening to the the poor, innocent people of Australia who once lived freely, uh, who now are living under a police state. It's very and thank you for the call, Abraham. Um, and it's very similar to what's happening in Canada, which is also essentially a police state now. And you're right when you call it communism. It's what I have described many, many times is forced compliance. That's why the T-shirts are available right now at alwayswrite.us, alwayswrite.us. You can buy the T-shirt that says, it's not about science, it's all about compliance. That's all they care about is do what you're told. That's And, and let me tell you this, forced compliance is not acceptance. When they tell you, well, it's not really a mandate, but you can't have your job unless you get it, That's a mandate. When they tell you that you have to, that you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but then they continue to take things away from you until you comply, that's not actual compliance. That is, that is, um, that is communist. That is do what the state tells you to do or suffer the consequences. There's, 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 there's very little ambiguity here. They don't want science. They don't want to convince you with science. They want to beat you with compliance, and that's the bottom line. All right, it's 1022. More calls coming right up after this. free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. I want to uh, hit something real quick. Uh, I just got a text message from a really strong supporter of the show and a daily listener who said, uh, you seem to be working under an assumption that all vaccines presently mandated are good and or necessary. Newborns just hours old are given a hep B vaccine. Why doesn't anyone question that? And my response to that is, 
Not at all. I'm not suggesting that every single vaccine that is given now that is mandated for children uh, for inoculations and so on and so forth, I'm not saying they're all safe and effective and good and necessary. What I am saying is that this one, the COVID-19 non-vaccine vaccines, the mRNA vaccines are unlike any of the others. There can be debate about the effectiveness and the need for the uh, vaccines that have been around for a very long time. You can debate their safety and their effectiveness and their nece- uh, uh, the fact that they're necessary or not. There can be no de- debate about the mRNA vaccines. There can be no debate about what Moderna and Pfizer is putting out there. None. Because, number one, we are seeing far more adverse reactions to these in just the 10 months that they've been on the market, or 11 months that they've been on the market, or not even on the market, but available, far more adverse reactions and deaths reported than we've ever seen in the history of the VAERS program of the CDC. For all of the other vaccines combined, this one is far, far, far more questionable, and the fact that it is not approved, and the fact that the FDA says, let's try it out and put it in as many arms as we can, then we'll see if it's safe, that makes this one very much different than the others. I'm not suggesting every every one of the other ones is perfect and necessary. I'm just telling you this one, there is no doubt. Um, BJ in North Olmstead. Hello, BJ, go ahead. Thank you, Bob. Uh, You can rest your case after you made the comment about uh, the drugs that are advertised on TV. Ask your physician if this is right for you. You just made the case of what's going on between the medical profession and the drug profession. But I have a comment about yesterday, which was Veterans Day, and you know I was a medic during the service, and I saw 129 boys lose their life an hour after I saw them come through our dispensary in a plane crash. What disappoints me about this administration is they want to give $400,000 to people coming in illegally from this country. How about five or ten or $20,000 in the veterans since World War II that have served in combat zones? That would be a nice way to show your appreciation for the people of your own country, rather than giving it to people that are coming in illegal and enticing them with money. That's number one. Hey, BJ, now, before you continue, back- before you continue, let me ask you something. When you served in combat zones, um, were you allowed to take your kids with you, or were you necessarily separated from them? Good point. Yep, that's my point. But but you don't get $450,000 after being separated from your child for serving the country, but an illegal alien gets $450,000 for being separated from his child by breaking American law. Just want to clarify that, this please. Why point, I love what's you, point Bob. number two? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, sir. What's point number two? I was a medic in the service, and I remember when the young surgeons came in, the base commander, because I have to be a supervisor on the medical ward at the time, uh, staff sergeant I was at the time, and he said, if you see unusual medical procedures going on here, I want to know. We had a young surgeon come in, and I noticed that every day he was having appendectomies, and what he was doing was practicing opening up a body to remove what he thought was an unnecessary body part to learn how to do his surgery better. I reported as a base commander. This man was up to almost an appendectomy every other day. They stopped immediately. And I'm trying to make this point. We are in a different world and different concepts of what procedures and dedications were to the profession we were trained in. We are at war in our country now. It's not a a gun war yet, thank God, but it certainly is a war of opinions and freedom. And the awakening that's taking place encourages me with all of this strangeness going on. And I thank you for your work, and I always enjoy your time. And 
your station, Bob. Thank you again. Thank you. God bless. Appreciate you, BJ, very much. And thank you for your service to this country. I wish I would have talked to you on Veterans Day yesterday. Uh, Bob in Middleburg Heights. Let's squeeze this one in before the bottom. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, Good morning, Bob. Uh, I want to comment on this Dr. Shatner fellow. First of all, I'll give him credit. He was very composed, which I got the feeling he was more of a professional mouthpiece than a doctor, really. But in the future, I'd like to make a suggestion. If you run into this type of fellow, why don't you ask them if he is willing to accept liability for what he's doing? Because money always makes a difference. Yeah, you know, it's a great point because we all know that the... um uh, the big pharmaceutical companies that are producing the, these vaccines enjoy immunity from any prosecution or any lawsuits uh, 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 questioning or with uh, liability in question uh, because they are producing vaccines under emergency authorization. In other words, they are being told, we need this in a hurry, go ahead. So their excuse is, hey, if it kills people, it's not our fault. We were told to hurry this up. Was Operation Warp no, Speed I mean, is all no other product is allowed that. Freedom. No other product is allowed that. And and then you get to the physicians that are pushing them on people. It's one thing for the pharmaceutical companies who produce them to have that qualified immunity, and now doctors like him have it as well because hey, we're just promoting or uh, we're pushing on people something that we have been told is safe and effective. And so he would, of course, enjoy that same immunity. And it's a great question. If I ever get a chance, I will ask that question again and say, you know, are you willing to uh, put your own career and your own financial stability on the line here? That if you give this shot to somebody that does suffer a long-term serious adverse effect, that you are going to pay them off. I promise you they would clam up in a second. Great call, Bob. Thank you, my friend. It's 1032. I'm going to get out now so we can come back in and talk to Christina Hagen, one of my very favorite pundits and commentators that we talk to at all. She'll be next, AM 1420. Hey, just because the president is incoherent doesn't mean you have to be. The Bob France Authority, keeping you politically coherent. On AM 1420, The At. The At, sir, is what I think was meant to be said there. Yes, indeed. 1038, thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Again, if you missed the interview with Dr. William Schaffner in the uh, 935 to 10 o'clock portion of the show, make sure you tune in at about 11 o'clock and find it. Not tune in, but find it on uh, our webpage, whkradio.com. Go to the podcast page. It's an interview you absolutely need to hear. Because now you know what we're up against. This is the type of uh, medical uh, deception and dishonesty and duplicity that we are up against. Those of us who are trying to protect our kids and to protect ourselves. Uh, make sure you listen to that. Joining us now, as she does each and every Friday at this time, is one of my favorite commentators. She is Christina Hagan. She is a former Ohio State representative, and I know soon to be elected official in another capacity. But right now, she is our favorite pundit. Good morning, Christina. How are you? Good morning, Bob. I, You know what? I love coming on your show. You're always so good to me. Certainly don't deserve all of that, but I'm thrilled to get the opportunity to chat with you about what's going on and what we need to do as conservatives to either stop it or advance in the other direction. Do not undersell yourself. You bring a lot to this program. That's the reason I asked you on, and that's the reason I do indeed trumpet your appearances when you come on, because you do. You add a lot of great insights, and I know a lot of people appreciate them. So 
With that in mind, the first thing that we want to talk about, and I I, I ended up making this my lead story in my monologue this morning at 9 o'clock, is the revelation that the NSBA letter to the president asking for protection for their board members and for board members all across the country from these radical um, uh, domestic terrorist parents who don't like the CRT in their classrooms, who don't like mask mandates, who don't like vax mandates, who don't like the trans bathroom policies that put their kids in danger. Come to find out that letter wasn't just a letter from the NSBA to the White House asking for help. It was coordinated by the White House, and they coordinated with one another for weeks before the actual letter was sent so that Joe Biden would have an excuse to say, well, I better turn this over to the Attorney General Merrick Garland. And Merrick Garland, in five short days, had a memo to the FBI saying, get ready to investigate these parents. Christina, this is a bombshell revelation, and I know it's important to you. Go ahead. Absolutely. It's unquestionably a bombshell. I think it's... um a fuller picture of how deep and wide the corruption truly is within the Democrat Party, within this administration. Um, Biden, the AG, the DOJ, and the School Board Association all working together, um, coercing this uh, attack on parents. I mean, launching an attack on parents um, and evidence coming out now showing that these these threats were um, obviously not based in any truth, but it was all generated for political capital on their side to have a reason and rationale to go out and deploy law enforcement against average working class Americans who dare stand up for their children. So, you know, again, you said NSBA, they responded in four days to this supposedly, you know, truthfully upright um, submitted NSBA letter disclosing, you know, whoa, are, whoa are the school board members that are getting backlash? Woe are all of our members who are, you know, wrongfully being accused of um, indoctrinating children, forcing masks on children, forcing vaccines on children. And the enemy of the state are the parents and the people, are the parents who are supposedly supposed to be governing over their children. They respond in four days, which is record time for any government agency at any level, but especially the federal government. I mean, could we even fathom that that would be remotely accurate? So we had an idea that collusion was happening behind the scenes, but it is now obvious in public that that was happening. You know, letters are being disclosed. Um, and you just think about how sick and nasty and wicked these people truly are. I mean, Randy Weingartner out campaigning from Cullif, who obviously uh, was deeply rejected by the people because of his attack on parents. And it's like they just doubled down on all of this. They have no sense of awareness of the disgust that they've created in the American people. And they're just fast forwarding with all of this evil and really destructive agenda that they have planned out for our school systems. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very well said. And I think it's important, as you pointed out and highlighted, you know, four days record time. And again, that's because this wasn't new. Merrick Garland wasn't, hey, I just got this memo from President Biden, who just got it from the NSBA. And boy, I better jump on this right away. It didn't happen that way. They were all coordinating and collaborating with one another ahead of time. And this is, you know, just to kind of go bigger picture here. It's because the NSBA isn't afraid of the parents. Um, it is the Biden administration and their agenda. They're the ones who fear parents because the parents are the only ones who can rise up en masse and say enough is enough. We're not 
going to allow our kids to be indoctrinated in such ways. We're going to fight back. We're going to demand to see the curricula. We're going to demand to see policy changes as it pertains to um, areas of privacy, restrooms, shower rooms, locker rooms, and so forth. And guess what? That's all in the way of the Biden administration's agenda and the special interests that they serve. So in my estimation, it wasn't the NSBA. It came to the Biden administration, hey, let's do something about this. I think the Biden administration said these parents are are, are way too riled up. We got to cool them off. We got to threaten them with something. We need a complainant. We need somebody to come forth and say, hey, will you do something about this? And I think they probably recruited the NSBA rather than the other way around. Right, right. And I mean, they were supposed to submit some form of evidence that there was even a reason or a cause for this letter to be submitted. They were supposed to present that. And yet, as of Monday last week, when the deadline was, they were presented with nothing. So all of this is complete and utter fabrication. I think the eye opener here should be for all Americans that you are not safe from the federal government. They will attack you for any reason. If you seem to have any sense of awareness or intellectual capacity, they're going to attack you for being in disagreement with them, which should raise red flags for all of us. Excuse me, no question about it. And this is, uh, again, what many of us have feared. You know, and, and the worst part about it, and this is off topic a little bit here, honestly, can you imagine if if it was the Trump administration doing such things, ah. collaborating secretly with a with a with a board or an agency like the NSBA, in order to to attack parents for some policy or to to try to again kind of chill parents who were rising up against some kind of a policy that they found unpopular, this would be an impeachable offense if it was Nancy Pelosi in the House and Donald Trump in the White House. The the amount of media attention, you know, complete and utter shock and causing American way of life to let them know what a scumbag they would say that the president was would be. I mean, it's amazing. They're sweeping all this on the rug, under the rug. You're barely hearing about it. Yet it's true collusion, true headhunting of American parents. I mean, this is nuts. This is crazy stuff. Yet President Trump, I mean, they had to make up so many things. They had to rush inclusion, this, that, all of it fabricated. When are we going to wake up that everything that motivates the opposite party is to lie to us and manipulate us. They don't care about truth and they don't care about honesty. They care about attacking our way of life, undermining our way of life, and selling us a bag of lies in order to do it. Very well said. Christina Hagen is our guest. Christina, I wanted to get into another issue with you, one that you and I spoke about off the air briefly or messaged about briefly. The headline is almost, uh, you face-palmed. <laughs> I, I, I had scratch, and I'm like, okay, we know that that uh, uh, President Brandon was in Glasgow last week and was uh, taking a part in the big climate summit. Uh, so we know that there are climate issues all over the place. They're going to be at the top of the news cycle and all kinds of the sky is falling and so forth. But this one is just, again, head scratching and face palming. A CBS News report, how climate change threatens pregnant women and their fetuses. Um, I don't know if pregnant women and their fetuses are in a different climate than a male or a non-pregnant woman is. Um, I think we're all in the same climate, yet somehow climate change threatens pregnant women and their fetuses. And since you brought it up to me, Christina, again, I'll let you try to make some kind of a sense out of it. Yeah, you know, I can't make sense out of it, and I'm continually deeply insulted as a woman um, with some sense of great awareness. And just the fact that they have this interconnectedness of gender justice, which is already a made-up thing, 
Um, and then they're going to marry it, or Pelosi, her crazy self, is going to marry it at the U.N. with this global climate scare. Um, it's just beyond me. It doesn't make any sense at all. And it's like you think about these generated headlines, and they're popping up all over the mainstream media. Um, one that I saw was CBS News article, and it says that this is way more of a serious uh, threat to pregnant women and their fetuses. Again, you know, okay, we're back to women being women and uh, babies being fetuses, but it's just... Well, at least they did say pregnant women. I'm I'm sorry, Christina. Yeah, at least they said pregnant women, not birthing people. I know, that was the most sensical thing they've said in decades. (laughs) But, yeah, they didn't say pregnant people because now they want to scare the female population who they probably believe will be their independent voters who they just lost on Tuesday in a big, big way in Virginia. But I think about this, and I told some of my um, close networking friends, I said, they used COVID as the fear factor, as the way to control and manipulate the population. Mark my words, over the next three to six months, we are going to see doom and gloom after doom and gloom as it relates to the climate, as it relates to wildfires, as it relates to natural disasters and storms. And they are going to suggest that it's all induced by us but it's even like I knew all of this was coming. They've got it. They need their new scare cycle. And this is it. But the question is, how does it only isolate itself to harm women? It's just they never stop being more bizarre. Um, I think Nancy Pelosi is from Mars and Biden is from Venus because they are like extraterrestrials. I guess so is the vice president as we witnessed her interactions she's talking about sending people to the moon honestly i think of the harry carey scene on um saturday night live i don't know if you remember that if you saw that but it's like they're that goofy uh when they talk about these policies i can't believe anybody in the world would listen to these people I do remember that, by the way. That's 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 a great analogy too. There, Christina Hagen. Last question for you. Last issue because we're short on time here, so we'll make this a quick one. But the Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm did an interview on CNN on Sunday in which she was asked this: Could the average gas price in America be four dollars a gallon in the United States soon? Well, we certainly hope not. Uh, the, as I say, the Energy Information Agency is going to put out their forecast this week. The President. Okay, 10.57. We are steamrolling toward the weekend. Let's get two quickies in here from uh, Stephen Collinwood. First, Steve, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. There is no cure for COVID. That's a medical fact. And the doctor was part, is part of a program to dehumanize and de-individualize people in society. It's, it's an obsession with medical purity. And, uh, you know... Uh, they, uh, well, anyways, I, I'll make room for somebody else's now. It's time. Okay, but I okay that's I, fine. We'll, I we'll leave it at that. I agree with you. There isn't going to be a cure. I agreed with the doctor that it is endemic. Thank you for the call, which is why they are trying to push, 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 booster after booster after booster. You heard him say it. Hey, we have flu shots every year. He wants COVID shots to be mandated every single year. That's one thing you take away from that Dr. Schaffner interview. And that's one thing you take away from all of those who are funded by big, big, big pharma. Uh, Lisa, Medina County, friends and neighbors. Good morning, Lisa. Hey, good morning. Hey, Bob, we have a meeting tomorrow I'm pretty excited about. Um, we have Chris Long from the Ohio Christian Alliances speaking, and also Representative Scott Wiggum from Wayne County. They're going to be talking about the uh, religious exemptions, legislation, the mandates, uh, and the, you know all, all the things that are going on with the vaccines and what we can do in Ohio. 
really important conversation. No question about it. I had uh, Pastor Long on last week to talk about those religious exemptions. He has such important information to share and about things people need to know when make their religious exemptions, how they can apply for them, what they need to say, and so forth to maximize their chances of being accepted. So very, very important to hear from Pastor Long. No question. Yep. So that's at the Thirsty Cowboy. It's 8.30 tomorrow morning till about 10. Um, and uh, the Thirsty Cowboy is right there by 71 and 18 in the uh, Plaza 71 uh, Plaza. <laughs> it's always a great time when you're with Medina County friends and neighbors at the Thirsty Thank Cowboy. You. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. If I left you on hold, I do apologize. We've been jam-packed on the lines today. We've been very, very busy. Again, if you did not hear the interview with uh, Dr. Schaffner from the uh, first part of the show, find it at whkradio.com. That's whkradio.com. Go to the podcast page and make sure that you do, do listen. Have yourself a safe weekend. Remain free. And Enjoy always remember, let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.